Welcome to Retiring Today, the podcast that guides you to and through retirement. I am Molly Nelson, host of this podcast here with Rochelle Smith, producer of the podcast. And with us is Lauren Merkel. He's a certified financial planner, a certified financial fiduciary, and a retirement income certified professional. And guess what? He's one year older today. Oh, happy birthday. If happy I could, birthday. Yeah, if I Are could you sing. sing? No. 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 Anna can put it in a, a like underneath. Yes, yes. A good happy birthday <laughs> shout out to our leader, our fearless leader, Lauren Merkel. So we're celebrating your birthday today. Thank you, guys. What? Yeah, very you're, sweet. Very sweet. Yes, you're welcome. What's uh, what's on the docket for you? You're working, obviously. Working. What's a special dinner? Anything fun tonight? Uh, no, working and uh, going home back to Eastern Iowa to visit the family this weekend. So nice. I have a little preparation Good. tonight to do that to get ready to, to go. Make sure that Friday night I can leave right away. There you go. Get ready to spend some time with the Be- fam over because there because you have fireworks that you need to pack. Yes. Or? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, do you? Fine. Yeah. Good. I got to get the trailer loaded up. Ah. If you see something in the sky in eastern Iowa, that's probably got uh, Lauren Merkel or his brother's signature written all over it. So another thing to celebrate, everybody can celebrate a good bargain. You guys, are you guys bargain hunters, bargain shoppers? Look for look for a good deal. Every uh, everybody loves a good bargain. Oh yeah, everyone loves a good deal. Everybody loves a good deal. I find the more I fill my life though with other things, I get less. Um, occupied with a good bargain, but there was a time in my life when I worked in retail. So if you work in oh. retail, you know, like when they mark down the prices. So I worked at Yonkers for a, a long time, part-time, second job. And then I was a real bargain hunter because you got the employee discount and then you would wait for whatever item you kind of had seen come in, go over to the clearance rack or the clearance <laughs> room. So I too can appreciate a good bargain. What department at Yonkers? I used to go to Yonkers all the time. It was my favorite. <laughs> well, Lauren, I started my Yonkers career yes. off in fragrances. Okay. And then I moved to the lawn comb counter where I was a bit of a, you know, makeup artist. Mm, not like that's, trained. That's why I didn't. We're not at the lawn comb counter it. much. Okay. Well, yeah. it was a fun job. I loved working retail. I, a lot of credit to people that work in retail. It's, it's fun work, but it's tough work. It's hard. It is. Yeah. So a bargain. Everybody likes a bargain, whether you're uh, shopping for one on the internet or watching the clearance racks at, at your local retail store. But there's a bargain that we're going to discuss today. It's Roth conversions. So Lauren, is it safe to say that Roth conversions are on sale? The Roth conversions are on sale. And there's really two ty- types of discounts that we're getting right now. First is from a tax standpoint. If we look at the federal tax rates, we have a bracket anywhere between 0% all the way up to 37%. But most people, for, for most people, the lowest bracket's 10%. If we look at the history of our federal tax brackets, we have to go all the way back to 1950s before we find another bracket as low as 10%. The highest bracket of 37% in 1980 replaced that 37% with 70%. And the highest the federal tax rates have ever been, drum roll, any guesses? High. High. 94% <laughs> is the highest that the federal tax rates have ever been. Wow. So if you're in that top bracket, 94% of your income off the top goes to the federal government. Whoa. Doesn't even include your state tax. So right now, somewhere between 0 and 37%, that is a bargain. Though it doesn't feel like it sometimes when you're when you're paying those taxes, it sure is historically speaking. Yeah, I mean, I don't care if you're in the twelve percent, the twenty-two, or the thirty-seven percent bracket. It feels like you pay a lot of tax, and technically we do when we look at the, all the different taxes that we pay. 
whether it's the federal taxes, the state taxes, the sales taxes, sin taxes, property taxes, there's all kinds of taxes that we do pay. Uh, but when we look at, at it from a federal tax rate, we have to be able to take advantage of these tax rates while we still have them. Because most people think that the federal tax rates will probably increase. In fact, starting January 1st of 2026, based on current federal tax law, they're already going to go up. Okay, so we've established this. Roth conversions on sale for two reasons. Let's rewind just a smidge. And just in case somebody's like, yeah, I've heard of that Roth conversion thing. Not exactly what it is. Again, let's just make sure everybody's on the same page with what a Roth conversion is. Most most pre-retirees and retirees have the vast majority of your retirement savings in pre-tax IRAs and 401k plans. So you've never paid taxes on that money before. What a Roth conversion is, is you're taking money from the pre-tax IRA or 401k plan, and then you're shifting it over to a Roth IRA. Now, when you do that, you will pay taxes on that amount that you shift over. So you don't want to just happenstancely move 100% of your Roth, uh, pre-tax IRA or 401k to a Roth IRA because then you're going to be taxed on that full bundle. You want to systematically, intentionally determine what is the appropriate amount for you to convert in each given year. That's why when we engage in tax planning, we're looking at current year, but we're also looking at the next year and maybe even the next year down the road to determine Based on current tax rates, based on your expected income, here's how much we want to convert and pay taxes on this year. Now, once that money gets to the Roth IRA, it will grow tax-free forever, as long as the distributions that you take out are qualified distributions. So once that money's underneath that Roth IRA, it is insulated from future federal tax rate hikes, because that 37% bracket could go to 75%, but you're not going to have to pay taxes on the distributions from the Roth IRA. So for that Roth IRA money, it does not matter in, anymore what the federal tax rates go to. Okay, wait a second now. Thinking through this thing. <laughs> Two reasons they're on sale. I, <laughs> I was wondering if yeah, you were going to get back yeah. to that. I, no, I'm listening. I'm paying every word. I'm, I'm we're just testing the audience, right? Bated breath. I'm listening to every word you say. I, I got caught up in the 94% tax bracket thing. But the other reason that Roth conversions are on sale is because of the stock market. Yes. So reason number two that the Roth conversions are on sale because of where the stock market is today. Now, this is completely contrary to what many of you may be thinking, because where the stock market is today is not a favorable place. I mean, most people, you're turning on the TV every single day. You're hearing all the bad news in the world. You're hearing all, all the bad news in the financial world. And you're saying, this is one of the reasons that we should maybe be considering a Roth conversion right now is because the stock market's so down. And actually, actually, yes, this is one of the times that if it makes sense from a tax standpoint, then it also makes a lot of sense from a stock market standpoint to engage in a Roth conversion when the market's down. And the reason why is because if you take money from your pre-tax IRA, you shift it over to the Roth when the market's down, eventually when this market comes back up, you're going to get the gains on the tax-free Roth side. If you do nothing and you just leave that money underneath the tax deferred or pre-tax IRA, when the market comes back up, you're going to get the gains, but you're going to still owe taxes eventually on all of those gains when you take it out of that, that IRA. So taking advantage of the low tax rates, taking advantage of the low stock market can be a powerful combination. And this is one of the benefits of having your tax plan integrated in with your investment plan to make sure you can identify, does it make sense tax-wise? But also, it's just a, it's just an added benefit if we can couple the, 
the sale and the stock market at the same time. And one of the real pedestrian examples I read online, I'll, I'll, I'll recant it. You tell me if it makes sense to you. So let's say your IRA is at $100,000. In this bear market, in the market we're in right now, it's gone down to 60. Well, clearly you're only converting 60 as opposed to 100. Again, I know that sounds very pedestrian, but when I saw that written out, I was like, oh yeah, my, my value right now, my current value of my IRA is down. So I'll pay less taxes when I make the conversion. Yeah. Instead of paying taxes on the hundred thousand, you're paying taxes on the 60,000. But eventually when the market comes back up, you're going to get that hundred thousand, but you're going to get that $40,000 gain tax free as opposed to just leaving it underneath the pre-tax and then eventually owing taxes still on that full hundred thousand dollars. And then tell me when I make this Roth conversion. So I have inside the IRA, I'm in certain types of investments, or I've heard you call them positions before I make the conversion. Am I in the exact same uh, kinds of investments or do I have to switch that around or how does that work? There's two ways you can do it. You can do a cash conversion or you can do an in-kind conversion. So an in-kind conversion means let's say you own XYZ stock underneath your pre-tax IRA, you can take the 100 shares of XYZ stock that you owned in the pre-tax and you can shift those same shares of XYZ stock over to the Roth. So you're not selling the positions. Uh, the XYZ positions are still moving up and down with the market every single day and you're just moving it from one tax shelter to another tax shelter. That's in kind. The other kind is cash, which means you're selling XYZ stock and then you're moving the cash over to the Roth IRA. Once it's in the, the Roth IRA, you can rebuy XYZ stock or leave it in cash or buy anything else that you want to as well. And when the market's down, is that first option typically probably better than selling selling your stock, selling your positions? Yeah, it can be, especially in a really volatile market where if we sold it today and then converted it tomorrow, we might have a really good day in the market. XYZ stock might be doing really well and you'd miss out on that gain because you were still in cash. Whereas if we just convert 100 shares of XYZ stock, then even if, if the market goes up, you're doing good. If the market goes down, you still own that position. So what are some of the barriers to doing this for people? The Roth conversion? No, singing happy birthday into a microphone. Oh, that's a big barrier. <laughs> Mostly vocal talent. <laughs> well, that didn't happen to me. I just, it's too early. Oh, yeah, too early. Uh, the, big, the biggest barrier to the Roth conversion is you do have to pay that tax bill. And sometimes the psychological effect of paying a tax bill prior to ever owing the tax bill is a, is a big hurdle. Because what we've been taught over all these years is we do not pay taxes on money that we don't have to pay taxes on. If we can defer our tax bill, then let's defer our tax bill. It's going to continue to grow tax deferred. Uh, we'll ha accumulate more shares because we're not taking shares out, selling shares to pay the tax bill. Well, and the other, the other myth is that when we retire, we are going to be in a lower tax bracket. Almost every single pre-retiree we talk to has heard of that and at some point or another subscribe to that. But that mentality is changing. And the mentality is changing because we can look forward and see right, we can look forward and backwards and say, right now we have a historical tax rates available to us. And going forward, we feel like they're going to go much higher. So even in retirement, you might be in a higher or the same tax rate. And that's part of the value of our planning because we can forecast forward. If you're two years from retirement, we know what your income is right now. We know what your tax rates are right now. We know if we do a $50,000 conversion this year, what tax rate you're going to pay on it. We know that information. But we can also fast forward two years for when you retire. How much income do you need when you retire to maintain your lifestyle? What are the different income sources you can take that income from? And then what kind of tax ramifications are going to 
develop from the income that you take, whether it's Social Security, it's pension, or the investable assets that you do have. So we can forecast that, and we have a really high level of confidence of what your tax rates are going to be two years from now when you retire, given that the federal tax rate doesn't increase. And then we can compare. We say, what if we convert this year? What if we convert when you retire? What tax bill are you going to have now versus then? And then we can accurately make that assessment and make a really confident decision on what's going to work for you. And for many people right now, converting now does make a lot of sense because even when you retire, the chances are you're going to be in the same tax rates or some people are going to be even higher. But then we don't stop there because that's that point of retirement. The other point that we look at is what happens to your tax rates when you obtain the age 72. What's magical about the age 72? For most people, that's when you have to start taking required minimum distributions from your IRAs. And at that point, at 72, you've already turned on your Social Security. You're not going to turn that off. If you have a pension, you're not going to turn that off. And most people, that's going to be taxable income, even the Social Security. And then you are required to take distributions from your IRA. And at that point, there's very little that you can do about that. You have to take the distribution and you will be taxed. So at RMDH, many people are now have established the lowest tax rate that they're ever going to be in. And again, that's given that federal tax rate stay the same. Most of us think that it's going to go up. And if we look at what your federal minimum tax rate at that point is going to be, Again, for many people, it's going to be at least the same as what it is right now. And for many people, it also will increase. So whether a Roth conversion is right for you clearly depends on your situation. Here's a great opportunity to talk directly with a retirement planner about Roth conversions or any of the aspects of retirement that are on your mind. It's a 15-minute complimentary retirement checkup call. You can schedule yours by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com and scheduling your complimentary 15-minute retirement checkup call today. Lauren, is there ever any confusion with the um, income limits on IRAs and then the conversion? Because obviously the conversion allows you to get around those limits for Roth and traditional IRAs. There is some confusion, and also what lends to that confusion is the legislation changes over the years. There, there used to be uh, limits on how much you can convert over to Roth. Now there is not anymore. So we get that question all the time. What's the maximum amount that we can convert? Uh, don't we have to have earned income in order to convert? Or uh, a lot of retired people will think that they can still contribute to a Roth IRA, even though they don't have earned income. <clears throat> so really, when we think about getting money to a Roth, there's two ways you can do it. One is through a contribution in which you have to have earned income, and you can't have too much earned income. Otherwise, you get phased out and you can't make a contribution. For those who are 50 and above, you can contribute a maximum of 7000 for the year. And then we have conversions. There is no limit on how much you can convert. So your limit on the conversion is going to be all based on strategy. How much tax are you going to pay on the conversion if you convert X in this year? How much tax would you pay on it down the road? So there's no limit on the conversions. There's no income restrictions. Even if you're retired, even if you've been retired for 20 years, you can still make conversions if it makes sense for you. So even though you you might be past RMDH, you're forced to take out distribution, we have, we have families we work with that we're still doing conversions, even though they're 75 plus years old. 
So those earning limits for the Roth individual retirement account contributions are capped at 144,000 modified adjusted gross income for single investors and 214,000 for married couples filing in 2022. And again, that's for contributions. So that doesn't matter when it comes to your conversions. That's just to qualify to contribute to a Roth IRA. So let's go back to that sort of mental hurdle, that hurdle of I've got to pay taxes on this money. I don't want to pay taxes any more taxes than I have to, Lauren. Nope. Nobody really ever says to you, hey, Lauren, I'd like to pay more taxes this year, do they? No, they they don't come into the office and say, I can't wait to start paying some taxes on this money I've never paid taxes on before. That doesn't happen. No, I can't imagine that being a conversation starter. But when you talk to them again about the historically low tax rates, paying taxes now to pay less taxes later, all that stuff. I can, I can see how maybe they can start getting on board, but you have to develop a plan to pay the taxes in the year that you make the conversion. What are some of the options? Yeah, I can tell you there is an enhanced level of excitement though. Once, once somebody sees the level of tax they can pay now versus what they would have to pay down the road and they see what their retirement tax bill savings is, that does create some excitement. So nobody's barging into the, knocking down the door saying, I can't wait to pay taxes, but they do get excited once they see that, especially after they've gone through it a few times and realized that it is painful. Um, but it's a really, really, it's a mentality shift of, you know, you're going to pay the tax bill. It's a matter of when you pay it and how much are you going to pay? And if you choose to pay it right now on your own terms and you create the strategy to, and you can identify you're going to pay less or the same now versus later, then that, makes a lot more sense and it will generate some excitement. So then it's about how do you pay the tax bill? And there's a couple different ways you can pay the tax bill. If you're over 59 and a half, the most, the least painful way to pay the tax bill is to withhold. So as an example, if you are in the 22% federal tax bracket, you convert over $50,000, you can choose to withhold 22% federal tax and you can also withhold your state tax, depending upon the state that you're in. Uh, you can also withhold 10%. You can withhold 50, You can withhold any percent that you want to. That's completely up to you. So what happens, instead of the $50,000 going to the Roth, you have the whatever amount you withhold. So if you're withholding 20%, you have $10,000 that's going to the federal government. And if you withhold 5% state, then you have the $5,000 going to the state. And does that just go right away? So when you're working with the custodian that you're making the conversion with, they just like right away send that $10,000 to the federal government or they hold on to it until you know what your tax situation is come April or how does that work? Yeah, technically they hold on to it and then they send all the, the payments at once. Uh, but as far as the IRS is concerned, they get it. Uh, and then you figure out what your real tax bill is going to be when you file your taxes, your CPA, your tax preparer, or yourself, if you do it yourself. So sometimes could you end up owing more or sometimes less? That's why it's just called holding it as opposed to actually making a payment. Yeah, so it really has nothing to do with the tax that you owe. It could save you from interest penalties because you're paying the tax as you go. Uh, but it doesn't have anything to do with the tax that you owe. It's just a prepayment or down payment of your ultimate tax bill. And you're going to determine what that ultimate tax bill is going to be when you file your taxes. So as an example, that same one we were using, you've sent $10,000 to, uh, to pay for federal taxes. But at the end of the year, based on the other income that you have coming in, your total tax bill for the year might be 15000 well, did you withhold from some of the other income sources? Let's just say you didn't. 
So you withheld 10000 your total tax bill is 15 then you'll still write a check for 5000 when you file your taxes. Okay, that makes sense. So let's say you don't like the withholding option. What's, what's your other option? Your other option is you can uh, pay it when you file your taxes. Cold, hard cash. Cold, hard <laughs> cash. So if the tax bill is 10000 you didn't withhold anything, uh, then you're going to pay that 10000 uh, when you file your taxes in the spring. And you're probably going to have an interest penalty that you're going to add on to that as well. So if you don't withhold, then paying an expected tax or an estimated tax as you go throughout the course of the year is a good alternative. So once you make the Roth conversion, can you start using that money right away for retirement income? Uh, that's a great question. And there's a lot of confusion that takes place around the liquidity with Roth conversions because there's something that, that's called the five-year rule. And there's multiple five-year rules. So we're just going to talk about the one that has to do with the Roth conversion. What the five-year rule means is that on each conversion, so it's not just on the first conversion or the second conversion, it's on every single conversion, you can take out the money that you paid taxes on. So if you converted over 50000 you can take out the 50000 anytime you want to. But the earnings on that 50000 needs to stay in there until uh, at least five years. And this is assuming you're over age 59 and a half. So if you're over 59 and a half, the amount you convert over, you can take out whenever the earnings on the amount you convert over has to stay there for five years. Otherwise, you'll have a 10% penalty on the earnings amount. If you're under 59 and a half, then you have to wait until at least age 59 and a half or five years before you take out the amount that you convert. So that's when the rules are a little bit different for conversions if you're under 59 and a half versus being over 59 and a half. Now that for for the families that we work with based on the planning that does not come into play that's not an issue because in order for the Roth conversions to work you want the first of all the the Roth IRA money is the most coveted money retirement money for most families. So you want to take advantage of the tax-free compounding. And the way to take advantage of the tax-free compounding is to let it sit underneath the Roth IRA and compound and work for you for a longer period of time. So any money that we have identified from the pre-tax IRA that we don't want to use until much later down the road is up for Roth conversion potential. If we know we want to use this money within five years, we don't want to convert it just because it's not going to make sense. Uh, plus, you have the, uh, some of the liquidity issues as well. So this is the money you convert. It needs to be money that you're not planning on using for a long period of time. Uh, and then it, it really eliminates the uh, necessity to really pay attention to the five-year conversion rule. Yeah, I think that talks about the strategy that you uh, help families employ, which is the money you're going to use right now, the money that you're going to use in a little bit, and the long-term money. And again, it's all part of this comprehensive plan where you're looking at every source of income and how much you're spending on healthcare and what you're paying in taxes and this uh, really customized plan. Yeah. And that's why we say uh, any of the decisions that you make, especially around investments or tax planning have to be really intentionally, right? You have to know why you're doing what you're doing, the amounts that you're doing. You have to have a purpose behind what it is that you're doing and have a rule laid out plan, short-term, mid-term, long-term. And once you have all that stuff working together, these types of decisions on do you do Roth conversions? How much do you convert? How do you pay the tax bill on the conversions? All of that becomes much more easy to understand, much more clear 
Uh, and again, it helps when the plan's in writing because then you can see it as a visual. It's not just me sitting across the table from our family saying, you should convert 50000 Trust me, taxes are on sale. Right. Taxes will probably go up. Right? They get to see it. And that also adds to the level of excitement when they get to see Here's their strategy. Here's the real impact this strategy is going to have on them. And uh, and then it makes their decisions much easier. They're a lot more confident in their decisions. Uh, and they get really excited about paying taxes. Did, <laughs> Can you believe I just said did that? Did he just say that, Rochelle? <laughs> excited about paying taxes. Oh, oh, man. Their CPA is not always exciting. <laughs> right. and, and by the way, the asterisk here is, if you're working with a CPA, your CPA might vehemently disagree with everything I just said. Because CPAs are trained differently. They're trained to, and the reason you pay them is to save you on taxes in current year. Look for the write-offs. Look for the, sure. Right. So they're not looking three years down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road. They're looking at this year. How do they save you the most amount of tax this year possible? Well, by avoiding Roth conversions, that's one way that they can do that. Uh, and they've been classically trained to defer taxes, defer taxes, defer taxes. Every once in a while, I run into a CPA that does understand the value of forward looking and, and planning, and then they get on board with it. But there's still a lot of CPA CPAs out there that have the traditional mindset of let's not pay taxes on money when we don't have to. So have you found yourself in a conversation with the CPAs of some of the families and Many individuals sides. we work with and saying, listen, I get it. I understand, but hear me out. Here's our 10 year plan with this family. Yeah. Many times on the phone, as well as they've come into the office with our families, which I love, by the way, I love it when we get to engage in a conversation with CPAs uh, and especially when they can come into the office and they get to see the plan because when they get to see the plan, and we look at age 72 and what their RMDs are and what their future tax rates are going to be, then it clicks. And you can almost see that light bulb turn on. And then they're in your corner. And then we are working together on behalf of our families to make sure that they have the best tax and retirement plan as possible. We talk about the comprehensive aspect of, of the plan. And we have a Medicare director here on staff at Merkel Retirement Planning. And guys, on behalf of Anne Marie Morrow, I cannot talk about Roth conversions without mentioning what this does to Medicare Part B. Yes, Anna Marie Morrow. It's almost <laughs> like she's sitting in here with us. I'm the voice <laughs> of Anna Marie Morrow right now. <laughs> because when we talk about Roth conversion, she has to talk about Irma, which, by the way, it, she should. <laughs> Correct. And w this has to be built into the plan as well. Because if you're age 63 or older, then what you convert will go into how much are you going to pay for your Medicare Part B premiums and even your, your Part D drug plan. Uh, because if you get over the IRMA limit, income limit, and Roth conversions can do that, then your premiums are going to be based on what your taxable income is. And it can substantially increase what you're going to pay. Right now, your Part B premiums could be anywhere between $183 a month all the way up to almost $600 a month. And that's all based on what your taxable income is, and Roth conversions can impact that. So you have to take that in consideration as well as you're doing these Roth conversions and implementing your tax plan to make sure you don't get a big Medicare surprise. So you just had a lunch and learn, Lauren, here in the office and for the online viewers, and we talked about it in our last podcast. The market has been very volatile. The bear word, the recession word, they, they've been part of, of the conversations. And when you see that happening around you, sometimes people do really feel like they just have to watch and wait and maybe cross their fingers and hope they can still retire or stay retired. But what we've been trying to do with the last few podcasts, YouTube, the lunch and learns, is tell people you don't have to sit back and watch. 
when we're in this kind of a market environment. Yeah, I like to say you don't have to be a victim to the bear markets and the recessions. Number one, we know that they're going to happen. On average, we go through bear markets every two to three years. On average, we go through recessions every five to six years. So we know they're going to happen. And a part of your retirement plan should be what happens when they happen. How do you create a recession-resistant portfolio to make sure you don't blow up your retirement income, to make sure that you're not going to put your retirement future at risk, but then also some real actionable strategies of what can you do when we go through these events? Roth conversions are one of those strategies for many people where you, you don't have to just sit back and take this bear market. You can say wow, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting three years for this opportunity for me to pay less of a tax bill on my Roth conversions, for me to to do Roth conversions when they're really on sale, take advantage of the tax regrowth when the market comes back. Uh, talk about dollar cost averaging strategies in some of the podcasts. Uh, also another strategy you can use when the market's down. So you don't have to be a victim of it. You can actually smile when these events take place because you know your retirement's secure. And you can actually come out ahead eventually when the market comes back up by implementing some of these really intentional, powerful strategies. I mean, just think of the magic, Lauren. You're not only getting people to smile when they pay taxes, you're getting them to smile when the market's down. You, you're, you're a magician. It's, uh, you know, a smile is a crazy, powerful <laughs> thing. And I would much rather have family smile than frown. And that is the beauty of what you get to do as a retirement planner is help people smile and help people really live out their retirement vision. So we talked about it. The podcast we've been referencing with those action steps is how to retire or stay retired in a down market. Check that out in our podcast library. Also, you can talk about Roth conversions or some of these action steps directly with a retirement planner by scheduling a 15-minute retirement checkup call. That's a complimentary call that you can schedule by going to MerkleRetire.com. That's M-E-R-K-L-E, Retire.com. We'll continue talking about all of the aspects of retiring on this podcast. It's Retiring Today, and we thank you for listening. Merkle Retirement Planning is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of investments and insurance products to custom suit their goals and objectives. Any information discussed in these shows is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Elite Retirement Planning, LLC. Insurance services are offered through MRP Insurance, LLC. Everybody feel good about that? All right. Feel good. Feel good. And happy birthday, Lauren.